Welcome to A Bit of Board Games, a casual podcast documenting the many failures and hopefully successes of Bitwaffle Games, as we learn the ins and outs of board game design and self-publishing. Join us on this journey as we talk about a bit of life, a bit of design, and a bit of board games. Welcome back to another episode of A Bit of Board Games. I am your host, Steven, and I am here by myself today. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I've got some interesting things to talk about, including a uh, play test that I did on my own. Cause uh, well, so here's why Trevor's not here. Uh, he's just lazy and didn't want to, didn't want to talk to you guys. So uh, no, he, he uh, just got back from vacation and they all got sick. So fun times. Uh, over there in the in the Miller household, um, but hopefully they'll be on the men soon, and Trevor and I will pick up playtesting together next week. But I didn't want to do this without mentioning any kind of like additional <laughs> testing that we've done. So I tested it right before recording this podcast on today, which is Thursday, September twenty ninth, twenty twenty two. So technically. We did get a playtest in, in September, like, like we said. So, you know, we held, held true to, to that. Um, I did try to get several, uh, guests that we've had before or new guests on to, to record this, but it was kind of a very short notice, uh, asking them to do it day of, um, you know, since it's the same day and people generally have plans and plan out their, their days and evenings and all that. So I kind of thought through, thought through some things to, to talk about and decided I would just take the initiative here and just, you know, just dive in, try the, try the game, do some stuff. Uh, and I am, I'm stoked guys. Like it's, there's some fun. Like obviously, you know, it's early phase, early stages, early phase, early things. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more to do with it. Um, but I had fun. I just played with, with two players, kind of just my, myself kind of played with the two back and forth. Um, and it was, it was sweet. Uh, it was, it was pretty cool just seeing kind of all the different blueprint ideas that we have, which we have 75 blueprints, um, currently crafted 25, uh, combat, 25 defense, 25 utility, and in those broken down in, into rarity, like 12 common, eight rare and five legendaries in each. Um, so kind of the game, uh, there are two main win conditions that we kind of established ahead of time, which is either being the last one standing or getting uh, a threshold of forge points. So, okay. So, and also I can't remember how much, how much lore we gave behind this and what the point of it is. So the working title previously was forge trials that just kind of felt like a, just like a mouthful, like forge trials. Uh, so we worked on, we're working on a new title. We've got a pretty good one. Still not going to share that, but again, this, this is a fantasy themed, uh, crafting game, competitive crafting game. And the, the goal, it, this, it, it's still general story where like you are, young artificers and going through these these trials for the artificer clan 
uh, to kind of determine your placement in society afterwards and like after the trials. And so how you, how well you do on the trials kind of determines that that's why you're trying to, to succeed. So this, this main gameplay here, the, the first, like the main game on here, the competitive mode, um, are these main trials where you're kind of put in this environment where you have limited resources that you get each turn and then you're using those to craft these blueprints that are kind of sent to you from the from the masters and stuff like that so that's kind of the general theme there um initially we were like okay how how is this gonna how is this gonna play out in terms of like how much health do people have uh in this like simulated environment how how many forge points does it take to win so like arbitrarily we're like you know 20 health and 20 forge points just to see how how that works um and we had ideas on like Players would have two actions each turn, and you get a certain amount of scrap. Uh, you get five scrap at the beginning of each of your turns. So a lot of things um, like that that we just kind of assign numbers to without real reason uh, to have a starting place. And because that's sometimes that's hard. You can work in your head like constantly and be like, "How many points should I have? How many resources should I get? I don't know. I don't know how to start." And you're not gonna know until you try. It. So we just kind of like, "Hey, we're trying these numbers." Let's see how it goes. So I actually downloaded like a, a Magic the Gathering life tracker uh, app to like track your health and all that stuff and, and added um, four players in there and put, brought two of them down to zero and using that to track the forge points and then using the other two to track the 20 health um, and all that. So yeah, I just played through a full game uh, with two people there kind of playing all the roles and stuff. And like within a few turns, I already made some some changes. You know, obviously, <laughs> I'll talk with Trevor about these. Hey, Trevor, if you're listening to this, uh, I changed the game, by the way. Um, so it was it was pretty cool though. But some things like you know the two actions, I felt like maybe you need three. And one of the things is like, hey, one of the main resources, the main resources to craft items, are shade cores. Which shade is a, you know, from the from the lore is a type of energy that is uh, siphoned from from the shade which is so it's like shade energy it's it's this it's this area between realms so the core of this game there's different realms the core of the the world the story of the of the artificers is that there's different realms and where they inhabit where they've kind of taken residence uh is this place that has different gates to other realms and so they created this main forge there that siphons the shade energy from between realms do this that may cause issues later in other games we'll see um but then with that so that kind of powers up these gives these uh weapons different powers and abilities to do stuff so yeah so we have this the shade cores and scrap those are the main resources to craft things so you get scrap passively each turn to get shade cores you have to purchase the empty cores or not sorry that's I shouldn't say that. You have to craft the empty cores using scrap. So it's like two scrap per shade core. Fairly cheap. So then you have empty cores, and then you have to fill them at like this siphon thing at the forge, you know, where the energy is coming through to charge that. And so you can fill your cores uh, as another action. You can roll. Initially we had you roll one die to try to fill one core. Um, and like a one to two is a fail, three to five is a success, and six was like, it fills two cores. So I thought that was cool. Uh, however, as I started playing it, 
after several turns, it just felt so slow to get these cores. And then especially to fill them, because if you have like, say you buy cores and you have like six, but then it takes a whole action to roll one die to try to fill one. Um, it dude, it's it was painful. <laughs> so so stinging slow. So I changed it. I'm like, okay, what if every time you try to fill cores, you roll two dice, and one to twos are still fails, but then three to three to sixes are successes. Uh, you know, up to two because you're rolling two dice. But then if you roll doubles, you fill all your cores. And for some reason, the the left player one as I was playing. Dude, he rolled doubles. It was me. You know, I'm player one. I was, I was me for both people. But I freaking rolled doubles so many times with that player and not the other one. And so, like, he would be like, oh, I'm building up for something big. I've got, like, six empty cores here. All empty. Roll doubles. All filled up. Like, what the heck? It happened with four again later and something else. Uh, dude, it was crazy. Um, but But really, that felt cool. Like, that felt good. And... Being able to roll for more shade cores at once, and it just kind of felt better, kind of sped up the play a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, so other kind of arbitrary thing, we decided you'll, you'll start by drawing three blueprints. So I drew three with both players, um, kind of started collecting resources, things like that. But, but also with that, you know, you're only gonna, you're only gonna play the number of you know you're gonna try to craft the blueprints you have because you're like oh i know what i have and then like when you have one or two and if they're like high ones you don't have the resources maybe then you start drawing use an action to draw more blueprints to see what you can get but i I realized for both people as i was playing like you're just trying to craft the things in your hands like right away which was kind of the goal the goal was to have a lot of blueprints crafted throughout each game and you know, winning by the forge points or winning by uh, being last one standing. Um, however, as I was going through with that kind of twenty health and twenty forge point idea, it was it was dragging. So I realized I was starting to accumulate more points, but then because players can do armor or a couple of healing items, you know, and that's like a third only a third of the cards are combat and do damage. That chain like like people weren't losing health. Like we were at we were like four or five turns in and it was at like 16 and 18 health, but it was at like 12 and 16 forge points each or something. And so I'm like, okay, well legendaries, like if they crafted one legendary and a common, like that, that's game over if we do a 20. So since nothing was happening with the health, I actually ended up dropping that down to 10 total. So then I brought their health to six and eight. And then that made it seem a lot more interesting because you have a lot less health. So you're kind of like feeling that, that that intensity of you know like okay you don't have a ton of say in like what items you get but it was interesting just seeing like how that how the gameplay played out and getting a couple items out that like kind of could stay out like companions or some other things that could recharge items it was it was really interesting as one player had like kept crafting things and had more items and stuff the other one had a a an, a companion that could recharge other blueprints like over time. So then he could recharge his melee item and just keep using that uh, throughout his turns, which worked out because he wasn't getting a lot of combat cards. But then with the first one, he was getting kind of more combat cards and traps and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting. I really liked seeing the different blueprints and how they, how they worked 
um there's i mean it's definitely there's gonna be a lot of work to refine all this but i i it was super promising just just seeing how the gameplay worked and everything um and, and i think i think there's definitely something there and i'm super excited with all of that to to dive in uh, on the art side like with all these cool items that we came up with because i was looking back at i realized i never posted this but i drew a, an item for the game like not not just like an, a zelda item practicing the style but i drew a, a brand new item called the mech claw and it's it's like a hookshot esque type thing um that lets you like steal a blueprint from an enemy's hand or i don't we'll figure that out exactly but um, I just wanted something like a hookshot kind of kind of deal in there. Um, and it was it was pretty cool. So I drew that in kind of the style that we're going for, which is like grunge comic book, like noir comic book, like the classic TMNT or like Kevin Eastman type stuff. Um, and I looked back at the back at it like yesterday and today, and I was just like, oh man, like that looks really cool. Uh, like to the point where like I kind of want to get a tattoo in that style sometime. Like I think that'd be sick. Or like maybe an item from a game or something. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I got excited about that. And then just like the sheer number of blueprints we had. So like we, okay. So I ended the game. It played for about, we played for 40 minutes. We, me, it's me and myself and I over here. Uh, I played for 40, about 40 minutes and the last like 10, 15 minutes of that, like one of the, like I, one player two was at one health player. One was at like four health and, but then player two kept getting some things that added shields to them. And so then they could deflect attacks and then they got an item that like wiped the enemy's blueprints off the table. And so then it was just like almost like a stalemate for a little bit. Um, so then the ending point threshold, I actually bumped up to 30, 30 forge points crafting, which maybe we could adjust and just adjust the amount of forge points you get for each item crafted uh, and make those more uniform. That might make more sense depending on like rarity or something. Um, but the end of the game, uh, we kind of were at, you know, player one had four points, four health and 30 points. I kind of went over a little bit and player two had one health and 32 points at the end. So I don't remember which actually <laughs> crafted first. Cause I think I forgot to score one in there, but player one had crafted, I think 12 blueprints to get there. And player two had only crafted like six, but they had done, they had saved and done more like you know, rare and legendary items rather than just, well, the other one got more common. So like, it was kind of like, you didn't have a ton of say, so that could be an interesting thing to change too. Be so may maybe, ooh, interesting. I don't know. Maybe there's like a, a threshold where once a certain number of points are hit, maybe, maybe the decks are split up between common, rare and legendary. And then in that, once you hit a certain point threshold or a certain number of turns, then like the next set opens up. So like you can only do commons at the beginning, but then rares open up after some, you know, condition is hit and then legendaries open up after that. That could be interesting because then you kind of be building up and having more resources as you go too. I don't know. I, it's anyway, like I said, there's a lot of ways we could go with this. That's kind of like in depth, uh, look into that into that first play test uh in this in this game there kind of my thought process and how how the game played a little bit um 
it's it's cool man it's cool i like it and then with that so the current state of the game is competitive we're thinking like i don't know i feel like it's going to end up being like two to four we want we want to try to do like up to six players but that's just going to be you know we're gonna have to test and see how that goes and i just don't want the game to play for two hours uh each each session or something so if maybe there's some some ways we can adjust um i don't know maybe it's like you play with a partner like if you're doing two or if like four players or six players you can play with a partner and it's like two of you against it's like two two and two or something i don't know there like a lot, a lot of things we could try a lot of things we can try to do um but realizing that that two to six two to four whatever it ends up being two to five who knows uh it misses out on a large group which are our solo gamers so we we had a cool idea of adding like an adventure mode where it's like one to however many players we want to do and you're playing against like an ai enemy um like a like a series of creatures or again i didn't tell trevor this but i had a really good idea the other day um of for that mode if we just called it like master mode and so essentially in the lore you're then your trials are then fighting again as a team cooperatively or solo against uh one of the masters against a boss in a sense so like it's kind of like you're playing against another player but it's a boss with their specific kind of abilities their their own kind of blueprints that, that work with them uh and things like that so I'm, I'm super excited about that idea and that could one add like a solo mode where you can kind of do some competitive stuff against a, a main boss um, or add that cooperative mode where you can play together against kind of this this common enemy um which i think with how, everything we have i think could be really interesting um so anyway that is uh the state of forge trials which we'll just stick with that name as the working title for now um so yeah, I'm excited to to try it out uh, with with Trevor. Uh, hopefully next week, hopefully they're feeling better. And we can get together and, and do this. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, um, I have been playing some other games. My my wife and I actually broke out a game called Radlands the other day, and that was really fun. That was it's only a two player game, and it's like a post apocalyptic game. And you're you're trying to protect your camp. So you each have like three camps, three camp cards on your side. And those those cards have in like abilities where it's like, hey, you can use your resources, which your resources in that game um are water. And so like you can use your water to like hire mercenaries, essentially. Um use your water it's like essentially like your action points you get each turn and you have three every time but there's ways you can manipulate that there's certain things you can do to like get an extra water for that turn only um or, or do different things like that so anyway you're hiring different people in front of your camps to like perform different abilities whether that's attacking other people attacking other camps um it mimic there's like mimic there's all kinds of things you can do there's like some interesting abilities throughout that it was interesting kind of seeing how they how they did things um and okay and the the one of the biggest sellers of this game <laughs> was the artwork like the the art style the art direction in this game is incredible it's like kind of like these neon-esque 
sort of sort of neon colors, uh, like reds and blues and different things. But like, I I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just looks so good. You should you should check it out. Uh, I think it's by Roxley Games. Um, but yeah, check out Radlands. It's a fun two player game. Looks cool. Play it's fun. Uh, and did I mention that it was it was fun as well? So, um, but the final thing I wanted to talk about was a game that that just released maybe an early access called Moonbreaker. I I'm mainly excited about it because Brandon Sanderson uh like wrote the characters and like the world and the lore and he's my absolute all-time favorite author. I've read everything he's written and he keeps writing more stuff and like I backed his insane Kickstarter that like broke million records and stuff raising like 40 some million dollars. Um but everything like that he's done i've just some there's random things where i'm like that's okay but like most of it is just so so good uh especially like anything more recently has just been really amazing so he he wrote the the main thing of this game so moonbreaker is a video game but it's a like turn-based strategy game with digital minis so you have your minis of like captains and and different characters and things that have their own abilities and so you're playing on like a a board um and you can move your characters and they have their own abilities but it's all like these like board game minis is what they look like and it's just a really interesting concept uh so i'm i'm kind of excited to see what goes on with with that cuz it has like in-depth uh even like digital painting <laughs> so you can take your mini and you can custom paint it like in the video game and so you can do all this interesting painting so it's a really kind of an interesting concept to kind of bring that into a video game in that digital that digital realm that digital realm for like for that stuff so i think i just saw on steam that has it has mixed reviews which is unfortunate because it, it seems like a very kind of unique clever thing uh, and like the world and like the the visuals and everything look really cool so so i'm i don't know i'm hoping they can kind of figure out if there's something to to fix or I don't know what whatever is going on with that but it, it looks cool I'm excited about it check it out if it's your thing again I don't know if it's really my thing to play a video game like as a video game doing that like turn based strategy but it could be cool so anyway uh, thanks for bearing with me uh, running the show on my own today hopefully that was interesting to you guys seeing that and. And when we do another playtest with Trevor and I, with both of us, we will we'll record kind of the process as we go, and then you know we'll we'll debrief after after again, kind of how I did today. But hopefully, some more insight from someone that's not just <laughs> me. So, uh, if you want to stay up to date on on things that we're doing, follow us on the socials at Bitwaffle Games, and go to our website bitwafflegames.com to find a link to our Discord. Uh, and also, you can sign up for the newsletter there if you want. Again, I've never not put out a newsletter yet, but someday, as we're you know, we're developing more, have like more things to actually show, which I think we're kind of kind of getting a few more things to show. That'll probably be the main area we do like updates and stuff. Uh, would be Discord and a newsletter. So check those out. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. And that's normally where Trevor would say, yep, see ya, or whatever. Bye.